0: Welcome to episode 21 of Continuous Quality Compliance. Today I'm talking about Regulation 20, Duty of Candor. This one always worries people because they think they're going to get in trouble if they use the duty of candor. It's not really the case. So the intention of this regulation is to ensure that providers are open and transparent with people, use services and other relevant persons for instance, advocates in general in relation to care and treatment. It also sets out some specific requirements that providers have to follow when things go wrong with care and treatment, including informing people about the incident, providing reasonable support, providing truthful information and an apology when things go wrong. The regulation applies to registered persons And they are carrying out a regulated activity. CQC can prosecute for breach of parts 20.2 and 20.3 of this regulation and that means they can prosecute without having to serve you a warning notice. They can also take additional regulatory action and this can be found on the CQC website in the Offences section. It sets out some specific requirements for providers. One of them is that they want you to promote a culture that encourages candour, openness and honesty at all levels. So from the board level right down to the frontline staff. And it really should be an integral part of a culture of safety that supports organisational and personal learning. And there really should be a commitment right from the top at board level about being open and transparent. So what's the definition of openness? Openness is enabling concerns and complaints to be raised freely, without fear and questions asked to be answered. Transparency, allowing information about the truth, about performance and outcomes to be shared with staff, patients, the public and regulators. Definition of candor: any patient harmed by the provision of a healthcare service or social care service is informed of the fact and an appropriate remedy offered, regardless of whether a complaint has been made or a question asked about it. So what do you need to do to meet Regulation 20? What CDC are looking for is that you make sure you act in an open and transparent way with the relevant people and their advocates and each tell the relevant person or persons as soon as, as soon as it's reasonably practicable after becoming aware that a notifiable safety incident has occurred. Then you should provide support to them in relation to the incident, including when giving the notification. You should provide an account of the incident, which to the best of the provider's knowledge is true of all the facts the body knows about the incident as at the date of that notification. Then you should tell them what further inquiries that you believe will be appropriate you should offer an apology and you should also follow up the apology by giving the same information in writing and providing an update on the inquiries and importantly you should keep a written record of all communication with a relevant person ctc also consider the size and type of the service and the relevance of the regulation to the provided regulated activity so it depends on you know what's happened then you know it's if it's a small Thing that's happened, and if offered an apology, that's usually not. If it's some major incident, then you obviously have to do a proper investigation. So it's about um, having the, pro- pro- the appropriate uh, level of um, investigation and due diligence when things go wrong. The registration inspector will check that uh, the provider has a robust system in place to meet the duty of candor regulation. So, what are they looking for? They're looking for training for all staff on communicating with people who use services about any notifiable safety incidents. They want you to have incident reporting forms which support the recording of the duty of candour notification. They want you to have support for staff when they are notify people who use services when something's gone wrong. And they want to make sure you have oversight and assurance. When well, they are inspected, the, fol- the following clauses will be looked at for compliance with the duty of candour. So they look at um, safety, are lessons learned and improvements made when things go wrong? The other thing that I'll be looking at is well-led. How does the leadership and culture reflect the vision and values, encourage openness and transparency and promote good quality care? What well, should know that, when well, services are safe, ensure that when something goes wrong people do receive a sincere apology and are told about any actions taken to improve processes to prevent the same thing happening again. In services that are well-led, candour, openness, honesty, transparency and challenges to poor practice are the norm. Leadership at all levels in the organisation really is central to ensuring a culture that supports this. And It's important to note that regulation 20 applies to organisations as as opposed to individual members of staff. What does this mean? It means that it requires the provider to ensure that all their staff, regardless of seniority or permanency, understand the organisation's responsibility to be open and transparent in their communication with people in relation to a notifiable safety incident. It requires the organisation to understand their own role to put policy processes in place to ensure they're supported to deliver it. CKC are also looking for you to have policy procedures to support a culture of openness and transparency. And providers should also take action to tackle any bullying, harassment and undermining and investigate any instances where a member of staff may have obstructed another in exercising the duty of candour. It's also important to note that individual members of staff are professionally registered are separately subject to the professional duty of candour which is overseen by that professional body. So again you've got the GMC, the NMC, the GDC. So the provider needs to have a system in place to identify and deal with possible breaches of the professional duty of candour by staff who are professionally registered. This would likely include an investigation and escalation process. Which may lead to referral to the professional regulator or other relevant body. CQC do expect all providers to have systems in place to handle notifiable safety incidents in accordance with Regulation 20. And you are supposed to notify the CQC about certain notifiable incidents. And these are covered in regulations 16, 17, and 18 of the CQC registration regulations. I also want to say, when they keep using the word apology, what their definition is that an apology is an expression of sorrow or regret in respect of a notifiable safety incident. It is not an admission of guilt. And that's something you should note. It's about being transparent and honest about what's happened it is not about an admission of guilt and this is where providers get really wound up and think oh you know this means you know it's going to be a problem and everything it doesn't have to be a problem it's about how have you handled it have you apologized for what's happened for instance for well one person it was that the person was in hospital and for whatever reason they didn't get their meal during the day they were in no state to ask for it Is there that children who found out and made a complaint and the people said and the the, the trust that they belong to did offer an apology. And they looked into what happened. And that's what duty of candor is about. It's about being transparent. Yeah, quite handsome. We did miss giving them a meal. It's an oversight. Have a look at why it happened and offer an apology. And usually that's what people are looking for, an apology, just to be recognised that something's gone wrong. This happened when my mom was in hospital. I went to see her and I noticed there was no water on the table for her. Now I, I know that they should be kept hydrated in hospital. And um, when I saw her, she, she wasn't quite with it, you know, she was talking nonsense. And then later on, I realized she had, she was dehydrated and she ended up having an IV drip because they hadn't made sure she had enough water to drink. If they'd put a jug near her and a glass of water, she probably would have helped herself. But they hadn't, and there weren't enough nurses around. And when I had a word, when I went to see her as a Sunday, there weren't enough staff around for me to see. So all I wanted was somebody to tell me why she didn't have a jug of water and, you know, what they're going to do about it. And I would have been happy. So at times it's about just having that conversation with the advocates, with the family, and that's the important bit. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review the podcast. Do subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes.